Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 18, chapter 212. Ottavio Rositano from Naples had been suffering from dysentery for two months by early June of that year. With a ceaseless hemorrhage, which no medical treatment could stop. The dysentery was accompanied by a continual and pestilential fever, tormenting the man both day and night. He showed every indication that he would certainly die. But while he was hourly awaiting death, he was advised by a friend to implore the aid of Blessed Philip. He did as he was advised and added to his prayer a resolve to join Philip's institute if he recovered. Then he drank some water which had been in contact with his relics and immediately found healing for his disease. He began to speak clearly. And on the following day, to the astonishment of his doctors, the hemorrhage ceased and the fever left him. He was soon afterwards completely well again, enjoying his usual health. He now lives in Naples, a member of our congregation there. Two months later, the same man suffered an intolerable pain which invaded both his arms. It derived from the two tendons around the arms, and the illness was so severe that the patient could not rest for a moment. He used the same remedy, and at once the pain ceased entirely, so that he was able to sleep. In token of the benefit he had received, he sent a silver votive image to the holy man's tomb in Rome. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, choicest of priests, gentle guide of youth, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In tonight's reading, Father Ottavio, before he was Father Ottavio, got two miraculous healings. In the first, he's cured of his dysentery, not immediately, somewhat gradually, fairly quickly, but not all at once, and his fever. And what was the result of that? Well, he gave himself to the Institute of St. Philip, to the Oratory of St. Philip Neri, this new congregation. And what was the result of his second cure when he was cured of that arm pain? Well, he sent a votive tablet. A votive means a desire, kind of a free will offering that they would give money, produce some kind of silver object, which could be hung at the tomb of St. Philip that visitors, pilgrims could see, look at what had been done. If you've ever been to St. Joseph's Shrine in Montreal, for example, or some other great shrine, you often see votive offerings there 
People left their crutches. They left their, it's a huge wall of crutches, people that are cured by going to that shrine. Other people leave other offerings. Why? Because they want to tell other people, they want to testify to what God did through this saint. So other people can take heart. Other people can be encouraged. Other people can know that miracles still happen. God is still God. He has not lost any of his omnipotence. He has not decreased one ounce of his goodness. And so God can still do miracles. But tonight, notice again the two different reactions. And what is it that God wants more? Does God want more our personal commitment to his service at a deeper level or a silver votive offering? Well, what did our Lord say to the rich young man when he said, I've kept all these commandments from my youth? Our Lord said to him, he looked on him with love, Mark chapter 10 tells us. And then he said, you lack one thing. Come follow me. What's the one thing that's necessary in this life? Following Jesus. Giving ourselves to Jesus. And doing that in the precise way that he wants. Not how we want what he wants. And our Lord made known to Ottavio that his will was he should become a priest and an oratorian. And his vocation story goes back to this illness. Several months of being sick and being cured. And then as an act of love, as an act of gratitude, he followed this path, which he had promised. He made a resolution. I'm going to do this. So if we are sick, if we know someone who's sick, the best thing we can add to the prayer for healing is a resolution to follow the Lord more closely. If we think it may be to be a priest or a nun or to get married or to join a lay group or some add something that you think the Lord might be asking you to do, promise him that if you get better, this person gets better, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to go in a direction that I know the Lord wants from me. Because why does the Lord do physical healings? He does them if they're beneficial to our souls. He does physical healings so that we can love him more, believe in him more, follow him more closely. And that's why St. Philip, the end of his life, said, I despair of myself. And people said, what do you mean? He said, well, every time I get sick, I've prayed to get better. But I don't really change my life, he says. All these illnesses have not led to a deeper conversion. Now, Philip is a saint, and he was aware of how weak he was, how much greater God is lovable than we actually love him. But the point is that God allows these sicknesses, these illnesses, for a deeper conversion. And if he makes us better, it's so that we can serve him even more faithfully. The physical illness is a sign of a kind of spiritual illness. So let's beg the Lord for physical healings, yes. But let us beg him even more for the grace to follow him more closely. But there's one thing we lack. 
Jesus says to us, there's one thing you're lacking. Come follow me. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.